From Tritank Experimental Laboratory, this is the Tritank Podcast, where we talk about all things related to innovation in the church. I'm Father Lorenz Labrija. Thank you for joining us. Tritank Podcast, episode 007 on evangelism, on music as evangelism. And today on the podcast, we are joined by a band, or at least part of it. Hailing from St. Louis, Whitworth, or the band, has made a splash in the indie pop scene as a unique addition to an otherwise radio-friendly genre. Producer and lead singer Owen Ragland has spent years working behind the scenes with talent from around the world, launching Whitworth as an avenue to showcase his own music artistry. Together with fellow musicians Elijah Melvin, Julian Cottam, Dominic Morrow, and Ross Spellman, Ragland has created a community of young artists aimed at furthering messages of love and unity in a time of dominant divisiveness. You can find them all over social media. Instagram is at underscore Whitworth. That's W-H-I-T-W-O-R-T-H underscore and their website is whitworthmusic.net. Let's go ahead and listen to today's conversation where we'll talk a little bit about how they got started, what their plans are, whether or not they consider themselves a Christian music band, and what even young people at a congregation might do if they feel such a call. Let's take a listen. And here we are on the podcast. Joining us to have this conversation are Owen Ragland, the lead singer, and Elijah Melvin, who are here with us today. Actually, where are you guys today? We are in Austin, Texas right mm -hmm. now. All right. And uh, so that people can differentiate the voices. This is Owen. Owen is right here. Yep. Hello. And Elijah. Elijah is over here. All right. There you go. Excellent. All right. So... I'm excited about this conversation because the moment that I first got that email saying that we're using music to sort of reach young people, I was like, wait, what? This is this is pretty cool. So tell me how this all came to be. Yeah, yeah. So we, I actually met Elijah for the first time at uh, Sarah Lawrence College in New York um, when I started attending there two years ago. And we met actually, <laughs> I think the first time we had a conversation, we kind of stumbled upon the realization that both of our parents were faculty at a St. Paul's Episcopal Church. Mm -hmm. And I am from St. Louis, Missouri, um, but Elijah's from Pittsburgh. So immediately we sort of thought it was pretty amazing that we both had <laughs> parents at a St. Paul's. Now, I know there are a lot of St. Paul's out there, but uh, for me, that was a very kind of exciting and sort of godly moment of like, huh, I think this is someone I should, you know, keep talking to. And so um, from that moment on, we kind of became close friends and, and were hanging out a lot. And then we further developed musically um, over time as we started playing music together and found out that we like a lot of the same artists and things of that nature. Um, and so then our kind of friendship and chemistry um, built a little bit of like a, a sort of friend group that ended up turning into a band. And that band is now, you know, come into a place where we're actually doing our first national tour and we're on the road and we're, you know, we're really doing the thing. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's come a long way. I have a very specific memory of um, all of us. I think, like very early on in all of our collect, well, all of our collective freshman years, save our drummer who's a little bit older. Um, 
we were there was like a way too many uh, people in like the biggest practice room in our music building. Um, all like you know seven guitarists and like six singers, all just like gunning for the same sonic space that could not hold all of us. And it was uh, it was way too much. And then like the four people that remained were the original four that uh, started uh, this group, which was really. Um, that was fun. That that that's kind of my like um, my go to memory as like the start of uh, start of Footworth. All right, so it was those left behind on the island. Basically, is that yeah. whoever's left is who's going to be part of this uh, part of the group. And so, when did you all think of music as an opportunity to reach people? that were not in the church or that that could because i've listened to some of your music and we'll play a little bit here in a moment uh it does not sound like typical sort of uh christian worship music uh so yeah when did you think yeah i think we could use music to reach younger people yeah well i think for me i've always kind of had a mindset of um how can we reach out past the walls of the church, right? Like, what are the ways that we are using ministry um, in unconventional ways? Because I think as, you know, as we move into, um, I mean, just the times that we're in right now, as, as young people, I think often we uh, think of this as just being the reality that we're in. But I know, you know, talking to my parents, there's often this sort of reality that things were not always the way that they are now. And I think it's fair to say that the church is is changing in ways that, you know, we don't always see and maybe needs to change in even more drastic ways if we're going to continue to have younger people as a part of it. And so I think for me, uh, this project was something that was always sort of rooted in an understanding that uh, love is not at the core of the entertainment industry. I actually started uh, my music career as a producer, so more behind the scenes. And as I was doing that work, uh, it was very clear to me that most of the popular music in this country, at least, is rooted around uh, consumerism and, you know, um, income and, and wealth, right? Uh, business model. And so for me, I, I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we could kind of cultivate a community that was attempting to break into the entertainment industry from more of a nonprofit perspective, just like a church, right? And so thinking of it as um, coming into this in order to uh, spread love, right, and spread the understanding of, of God or, you know, the universe or whatever people want to call it, right, but to use that as uh, the core of something um, morally within an industry that hasn't had that, I think, for for a long time. So that was kind of my initial, um, you know, understanding of what this project was going to be. And I think, um, like, as young Episcopalians, too, like, I mean, I feel like it's, uh, at least in in worship, it's Episcopal churches, at least in my experience and, like, and what I've seen around the country are are like are not exactly growing. Um, like <laughs> what? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Is yeah. this a news break? Hold on, this just handed to us. <laughs> <laughs> like it's you know it's uh it's it's not a it's not a booming faith industry. Um, and I I think it's I think it's a challenge, and it's been something I you know I've I've been trying to think of, and like and my my dad recently became like the youth minister and also like music director at my church. Um, and so he's been trying to like think of ways, you know, and like we, we we've been doing different, um, fairly non-traditional like worship structures. Or like every so often, like we have, uh, what my dad likes to call a Eucharist, which is like we do a bunch of we literally just it's all U two music all the time, um, which is probably not too far from the center. And the, you know, I feel like they're fairly uh 
uh, Christian leaning, if it, you know, despite being very popular. But anyway, um, like I, I think it's it's important to constantly challenge ourselves in a you know a decidedly old uh, faction of of the church um, to kind of figure out how we can you know keep things alive. Well, yeah, and and you know, people when TriTank first started, right, we're an experimental laboratory for church innovation. People are like, those words mean nothing to me. <laughs> I know they're English, but they mean nothing. And what we try to tell people, people are like, oh, you're like Silicon Valley. You break stuff to to create news. Like, well, except we bring a great tradition with us, mm-hmm. right? We we cannot let go of that. We 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 bring that along with us. But the question is, where is the Holy Spirit inviting us into something new today? So I'm curious as you sort of see the world today and the work that you're doing as if you were to think of it as ministry, where is the Holy Spirit in the work you're doing? How do you, could you give us some examples perhaps of how people have responded to your music or, or people have been transformed by it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think one really good example of sort of, at least for me feeling like the, the Holy Spirit was, was really present in a moment that allowed um, change to happen to our music was, I think uh, we had a, Within the first couple of weeks, actually, of our, our forming the group, we had a show. And I remember vividly seeing uh, some friends of mine in the crowd that I knew, you know, sort of well, but not super well. And I knew that they were having, um, you know, problems with their parents. They were having some issues relating to their parents. And I know college is a time where we all kind of, you know, step out of our family systems and look back and have questions. And and so um, I remember seeing seeing those friends at this concert and after the show talking with them and just having this this kind of realization of like there is something more to life than ourselves and our individualism and our consumption and the music that we were writing i think was helping to get people into a position of wanting to let themselves go and be with other people. And I know after COVID, this is something that is really a challenge for a lot of people to to really feel like they can step back into community in a really wholehearted way without that sort of anxiety and fear. And uh, that was, I think, the root of my uh, onward mission at this point was, was having that conversation and feeling like, okay, we need to write music that makes people want to step outside and go talk to that person they haven't talked to before, you know, and that, that really for me felt like the Holy Spirit guiding us into something greater than, than what we have, you know, cause I think before that it was also, it was just fun for us. You know, it really was. It's all, it's, it, music has always just been a fun thing. So, so that was more like, okay, there, there is a mission here. Right. And, and I think that, um, I'm still very open to where this is going, but at the root of it, for me, that's a very important aspect is let's, let's get people together. Yeah. So, um, actually, one I mean, one particular song that comes to mind for me um, was the song Stay Like This, which I wrote um, sort of as a, really as a commentary about COVID, um, because I think for a lot of people that were introverted and, and were, you know, kind of working at home and started to get, you know, used to it, there was this sort of reaction of like, well, we just um, stay like, why, why can't we just stay at home? Why can't we just kind of keep doing the quarantine thing in our sort of own way, right? And for me, that that felt like a, a real misguided opinion because it sort of uh, denies the power of community, right? And it denies the power that we have together as humans. 
And certainly churches, I think, have experienced this um, with getting people back into the building after um, after you know COVID and, and after live streams, right? Because, oh, well, it is kind of nice to just sit in bed and watch the live stream, but what are we losing when we're not together in a room? So, you know, Stay Like This for me was a song that really was encouraging people to reflect on that and to, to think about what it means to, to get back together in community. And let's take a listen to a little bit of Stay Like This right now. And that, how would you describe your sound, by the way? What we just heard, what kind of? <laughs> um, I, I, I think we probably fit fairly comfortably within a uh, like an indie pop umbrella. But I think uh, uh, Owen and I both have, I feel like, a good um, like jazz piano background. So I, I think there's there's a lot of like jazz harmony, especially happening. Um, with the you know like with the progressions and with just the some some of the choices that are happening, so I I haven't like found a concise way of like because people ask me that all the time because it's like well what, like you know you're in a band what does it sound like but um I think that's that's roughly where I would put it yeah certainly excellent certainly this song is is also uh, I think for me leaning towards uh, kind of my hip hop production um, that you know is kind of where I got my start in kind of working in the larger music industry. And so that was something that uh, I think is definitely appears in this song. Um, and I actually, you know, again, it was for, for any of this, you know, there's always the decision of how important is it that this be something that anyone can listen to. Right. And so uh, this was something that I felt like would fit very well on, you know, on the radio or in the wider audience. Um, but that has a message that I think people need to hear. And Elijah, what about you? Any song that speaks to you in particular or that you've seen this holy the Holy Spirit work through to to reach someone else? Hmm. Um I'm very fond of uh Spring a Reprise, which is an, another one on our um our EP that just came out fairly recently. Um I remember because like I, I think some some of the songs in our catalog is like stuff that we'll all sit down or like someone will come in with or maybe maybe Owen comes in with an idea and we'll like build around it or something. Um but like I remember I was just I was I was in my room at school and Owen came over. He's like, "Dude, I like I have to play this on your speaker because like I I had a a really big room last year with and I overindulged and bought myself a sub, which I'm sure all my neighbors loved. Um, and he uh, played <laughs> played the demo um for me because uh, I, I like and that's just sometimes that just happens. Sometimes Owen's just like I I just spent four hours in my room and now here's this amazing song. Um, so. That one for 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 me, just like personally, um, was a very strong experience for me. Um, I, yeah, I like that one a lot. Let's take a listen. Why do flowers have to die? Can't the beauty last forever? 
How would you describe that song to someone that hasn't heard it before? Hmm. Um, well, I, I remember <laughs> I, I played uh, this Pink Pantherist uh, tune for Owen, which has like it's the same um, like bass uh, bass line. Um, Jer- Jersey Club beat for yes. anybody who's really into music. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's it, a it kind just, of a, yeah. It was just root. like a, a yeah, and I was like, man, like this is this is fire. And then like a day later, it comes back um, with that one. But it's it's very uh, it's very electronic. Um, yeah, that's a good one. What do you what do you hope will happen with your music? That somebody will listen mm-hmm. to it. A young adult may may find a tune that's really catchy. May may find something the 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 spirit moving through the music into their lives. What do you hope happens next? You know, I think for me, I hope that this becomes again something that brings people into community so however that looks right if if that's people bonding together because they're fans of our music or if that's people bonding together because they heard a lyric in the song that drove them uh into a church or into a mosque or you know into any sort of community space um you know that is really the goal for me i think is is let's let's encourage people to step back out into the world and to to meet each other and to not be afraid of one another because i think we just hear so much uh, fear mongering, you know, in the news and mm. on our phones. And, and so I just want to kind of present something to counteract that and that I feel called to do, you know? And, and so, um, I really think that that is where God is, is living in this music is, is let's counterbalance all this fear and present some of this, this love and appreciation for one another. Yeah. And I think it's, it's doing, doing right by the, uh, the, the gifts that we have, have have been given, yeah. uh, like musically, and may, maybe that's a little, uh, I, I don't know, but I like I I feel like that's always something that has, it, nothing feels better for me than when I'm I'm doing this or if I'm like you know give, yeah giving a a piece of of me or what I you know what I think I have that is valuable to to other people and you know that's i mean that that is that is the best feeling i i have ever experienced you know like i'll i'll let you know when something else happens that's better but like so far that's that's my number one um yeah and that is a gift you know and you're being able to take it from someone who is not musically inclined as it were uh you don't not want to hear me sing or do karaoke or any other sort so uh it is a gift that you're sharing with the world and and i i love though the what you just said there which is that you're sort of bringing something that gives you so much joy and that becomes your ministry where when and then you you're able to share that with other young people who when they see you will be like wait you can be joyful, and that's ministry, and that's where God is at, rather than so many of the other messages that are out there, which is ministry has to be something hard. If I'm not suffering, then it's not really ministry for Christ. Mm-hmm. Or if it's not judgmental, it's not church. You know, uh, it's funny. I didn't hear Owen say, you must go to the Episcopal Church on Sunday. He said, you could go to a mosque. You could go wherever people are gathered, right? We, because I think that is where God is. Uh I don't think we need to always look at evangelism, as it were, as always making sure that they're at the Episcopal Church with the red door on Sunday morning at 9.30 in the morning. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Tell me about the rest of the band. Uh, there's the two of you. Who else is in the band? Yeah. So we also have a, a, a drummer and then another guitar player and uh, finally our bass player. 
and that's that's the core of the group so there's three more of us five total mm-hmm. um and we are we are the the, the core episcopalians but everybody <laughs> kind of has has their own faith <laughs> journey i think and and uh everybody's in a different spot and um it's it's actually i think a really great thing because as we're all growing as young people, you know, it's really important, I think, to, to surround yourself with other people that are growing and, and willing to expand in their faith journey. Um, and I think that that for us, we we all kind of have conversations that I feel like are enlightening for me to hear someone say, oh, well, I just don't understand how you can believe in this or how you can, you know, and then to have that conversation. And, and that's just a part of hanging out. And, you know, we all love each other. So there's there's not this feeling of mm-hmm. of being unable to have that kind of a level yeah, of conversation. And I think we also like all met at a decidedly like very secular school and also a very like anti-organized religion school. Like, I mean, um, I, I, I love where we go and I'm very happy I go there and it's not like, I'm like, I'm not like the straight white Christian dude being persecuted on campus. Like that's not, you know, um, <laughs> that's, that's not what's, what's going on. But I think people are definitely very curious to, you know, when they when they meet, uh, like, oh well, I just kind of assumed that you guys were assholes because you were straight white Christian dudes, and we're like, well, what, <laughs> you know, we, we we cannot be, you know, um, so I'll, I don't know. Great. Just for the record, now I have to mention at the beginning of the podcast that we have one bad word uh-huh. about nineteen minutes into the podcast or so. It's okay. It's okay. No, <laughs> it's, we're going to leave it in there because it's real, and I think that that is part of the authentic story <laughs> that you all are trying to say here. That it is what you're talking about is building relationships and being able, and that when you are in relationship with someone, even if you disagree or if you don't see exactly the world in the exact same way, that you can still love each other and still produce good stuff. Now, I'm just curious, would would you all hate it if somebody called you all a Christian band or are you a are you a Christian in indie pop band or are you just an indie pop band? This is a thing I think about a lot because I um like I, I'm very into like a. There's a very interesting, like a specific uh, scene of of Christian rock in the last, uh, like hopefully nine, mostly nineties is like where I, I really um, like what's going on. But I, I have <laughs> for one of my big projects first year at Sarah Lawrence, I I wrote a uh, like a thirty three page single space paper on the history and evolution of Christian rock. So, and like the main question is like, what do we call Christian music? Is it just like the worshipful stuff? Is it, you know, my God is an awesome God, or is it the stuff that might not even mention anything biblical or religious? Um, but the dudes in the band are Christian. So like, where do you, I, I think mostly I, I think it's, it's just been a, um, in, in that specific scene, it was, it was more just like a, a marketing thing to set people apart, which was not particularly helpful. But like, I, I feel like that's not really a thing that happens anymore. Like, it's it's very hard for to call someone a Christian band unless they're you know up there on stage praising Jesus. And um, I believe in in spirit, we are. I don't, think, but we're not. You know, we're we're not actually name dropping. <laughs> so um, I, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I feel like people will be hard pressed to come to that um, conclusion just lyrically, but um, yeah, well, and I, I, so I always think about it, right. As how, how do we reach the most people? Right. And I think mm-hmm. um, when you 
label something. I mean, even when you call a, a church, when you call a church, you know, a, a church, <laughs> right? The, exactly. The, yeah. You don't have to say anything exactly, else. Just exactly. And, it's, and so I think there's, um, for me, there's a level of ambivalence about, you know, someone calling us a, a, a Christian indie pop band because we are limiting the reach of the audience, right? Because there are going to be people that, you know, went to a Christian school and had a, a traumatic experience and they won't want to listen to us now because they hear that word. Right. And so I would like to avoid having that, that, you know, occur and rather um, reach as many people as possible. And, and so I think mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of where I'm at is like, inherently, I think this, like, like Elijah said, it's really, it's, it's about the spirit of what we're doing and less so about labeling it um, in order to kind of maintain that, that mm -hmm. reach. On a practical sense, if let's say there's some young people at a congregation somewhere, uh, some uh, some church somewhere, if they want to follow in your footsteps, what would you say to them? I say, go. I mean, if you love making music, make music. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. And and churches, or at least for me, like church was a great spot for me to get my chops up. Like I played in the worship band for years and years and years, and like honestly, the the music director like. Did me a favor by letting me step up there when I was like, yeah, I'll, I can play bass. I know like three notes, you know. And then I like I I got so much better because all I did was play. Um, so some of the yeah. best best musicians, people I look up to, are are you know played in the church and and started in the church. And I think it's a, mm -hmm. it's always produced amazing musicians. Um, and so I think you know go for it. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I think that the music that you make is is all. I I I just believe the music comes from God inherently, anyway. So you know, part, that's part of why I think whatever people want to label us, like our goal is just to to make people appreciate, you know, what's happening one way or the other, and and it's mm -hmm. not we don't have an agenda, you know. So love and tell us more about agenda. your upcoming tour. Love is the agenda. Love is the agenda. Well, that's, well agenda. that's actually yeah. that, that's going to be the name of an upcoming song, isn't it? Uh, so, but tell us more about uh, the tour, where people can find out more about you, send you their their sample tracks, so they can be signed by your new label. Absolutely. <laughs> so we are we are currently in Austin, Texas, doing our rehearsals, and we are on a, a ten stop national tour. We are heading up through we're going to be playing houston uh this weekend and then we're going to be heading back up this weekend and then houston austin yeah. houston there's a lot of stops but you can you can see all of the stops online at whitworthmusic.net um and you can also follow us on instagram which is just underscore whitworth underscore and we are on all the streaming platforms as whitworth and that's w-h-i-t-w-o-r-t-h and for all the people that are going to ask, we are not affiliated with the university in Spokane, Washington, <laughs> but we would love to play there. So if you know somebody, <laughs> let, let us, us know. So. Whitworth at Whitworth. And if somebody, and if somebody wants to, perhaps wants to host you guys somewhere at uh -huh. some event or something, they yes. can also reach out Please. to you. I'm guessing. Please and do. like I've extended an invitation to to have them out here in Los Angeles at some point soon. That would be nice for for the rest of us uh, to be able to experience it as well. Uh, so, one more song before we go. What what song do you want us to go to? I think it's got to be. What's it got to be, Elijah? Oh, don't look at me like that. Don't look at <laughs> you. Got to make that. I I, I kind of think if we're gonna play something, uh, I think let's let's play the song Jackie because it's one of my favorite personal songs. I wrote that um, with uh, with the band, and we we really we love that tune. <laughs>
All right. And as we go out to the words of Jackie, we'd like to say thank you to Owen Ragland and Elijah Melvin, both of which are the Episcopalian component <laughs> of Woodworth the band. Uh, and we can see more about them. Again, they mentioned all of their social media, but we'll have it all in the show notes as well. Owen and Elijah, thank you very much for joining us. But the good things never last forever. They always seem to fade. The ones we want to hold the longest turn around and run away. Jackie, don't go running off again. Cause I thought I'd Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. To learn more about Tritank, visit tritank.org. Be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can keep up with all of our experiments. The Tritank podcast is a production of Tritank in association with Resonate Media. Tritank is a joint venture between Virginia Theological Seminary and General Theological Seminary. Again, thanks for joining us. I'm Father Lorenzo Labrija. Until next time, may God bless you. Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of hosting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.